Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Oh, we're back. I'm not sure what happened there. I apologize for the delay. Uh, my next guest is Stephen Snyder, and Stephen is joining us from my favorite city in the whole wide world, and that is Hana, Hawaii, on, on the island of Maui. Beautiful, beautiful place. If you haven't been, you must go. And Stephen is joining us from Stephen Snyder Seminars, and we're going to talk about focused passion. And I can't think of any, uh, when I'm in Hana, I am focused on the beauty of the area. It is a, a place to go and think clearly. And uh, I'm looking forward to this next interview. So, Stephen, thanks very much for joining us and aloha. Aloha. Good morning from beautiful Maui. Ah, be- more more beautiful in Hana. Most beautiful. More yeah. better. Well, actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm in Lower Nehiku, which is about 15 minutes uh, west of Hana Town, but it's a little... A little place right on the ocean. It's just so beautiful here. That's fantastic. Now, how long have you lived in in Maui? Uh, This month is 10 years, actually, since uh, my wife and I moved here. My wife was a member of Vistage and sold her business for a whole lot of money. So we bought uh, 70 acres on a cliff overlooking the ocean here in Maui. We're having a... That's terrific. That is fantastic. Well, congratulations, and what a great lifestyle. And so what? tell us about Stephen Snyder Seminars. What, what's your topic? What do you do for people, and, and uh, how, does it, how does it work? Well, I've been doing this for a very, very long time, 47 years now. I, I actually invented a speed-reading technique when I was 12 years old, started teaching it for a living at 15. I never actually had a job. I uh, spent about 10 years working with students, about 20 years working with school teachers, and the last uh, 25 or 30 years I've been working mostly with corporate executives, focusing in on CEOs with YPO and uh, last – 20 years, mostly with Vistage. I just did my 1,350th Vistage presentation last week, and uh, a couple of years ago, Vistage uh, awarded me with the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. Only several, only a few handful of, uh, of Vistage speakers have ever been awarded that, so it was a great honor. Um, my, my primary topic are the powers of the mind, uh, a topic, uh, I call it Mind Matters, Brilliance, Passion, and the Nature of Mastery. How to be better, faster, smarter, and happier with far less stress and much more passion. Sort of an owner's guide for the brain, a user's manual for the human mind. Understand how the mind works and how to make your mind work most effectively. That sounds amazing. And and this topic is, uh, uh, you've given this particular topic that many times, 1,350 times? That's just a vestige alone. That's not counting YPO and the work I've done for... Uh, Apple and Hewlett Packard and IBM and probably 150 of the Fortune 500 companies. Well, tell us about this. What is the state of focused passion? What does it mean? Uh, focused passion is uh, technically it's the alpha brainwave state. It's called the zone. It's called the flow. It's a state of total focused concentration on one thing and amplified passion to interest in that thing. See, focus brings to bear the power of the conscious mind, and passion brings to bear the power of the subconscious mind. And when the two minds come together in harmony in this state of focused passion, something really remarkable happens. When the two minds come together and marry, they actually create a third mind, which is a higher consciousness. These days it's called mindfulness. 
the ability to step back and observe yourself doing what you're doing and realize you're not your thoughts and you're not your feelings. You are the observer of your thoughts and feelings, and therefore you can uh, choose which thoughts to agree with and which thoughts to release. And in that way, all thoughts are good because you say yes to the good ones and embrace them, and you say no to the bad ones and release them. And Every thought you think allows you to feel even better about yourself. Now, I know a lot of people that are focused, and I know a lot of people that are passionate about what they do. I don't know how many of them have married those two to create that state of mindfulness. How do, how do they know when they're there? Well, it, it brings about a state of peak performance. Uh, the mind is fixated. Uh, you're not wandering. Your attention is intense. Um, your heart is engaged. You feel like you're doing what's right for you to do. Um, you know, it's the zone. The athletes are there. Great salespeople are there. Great leaders are there. You know, when you're just, you're on your game, you're just doing everything right. That's, that's the state of focus, passion. It's the flow. It's, it's an awesome state. Everyone's been there, you know, but people who are doing what they love to do for a living or are in a, a fantastic marriage, they, they, they spend a lot of time in that state. And when things are going right, when the mind is fixated and the heart is engaged, that's the state of focus, passion. Okay, well, I love that. Now, I, I work with a lot and I talk to a lot of business owners who have been doing what they do a long time and they're longing to do something else, that they, but they're, they're hesitant to do that. But it's, they're, they're looking for that new passion, and it might be something that they wanted to do since they were children. But uh, they, they're not quite sure you know, how they can get into that. And, and so a lot of them are are doing what they do, uh, but they would probably do so much better and feel so much better uh, by by exploring that passion. Do you find that a lot of people, do you, I mean, in your talks, do, you, do a lot of people say, you've inspired me to go after something that I've always wanted to go after? You know, that does happen uh, quite frequently, actually. Uh, everyone in, in business needs, as I'm sure you understand, an exit strategy, you know. You have to have a way to finish this thing up, to move on to the next thing. And, and, and somehow for most successful people is, is to go from success to significance. It's, it's to go from, uh, you know, doing what you did to make a living that you might have really enjoyed doing, but there's something more, there's something in your heart that burns to, to be philanthropic or to be, you know, make a difference in the world, uh, be, be significant in the world. So there's two different paths that people choose to do that. One is uh, a little bit at a time and the other is just, you know, all out, go for it. Um, you have to take a look at your life circumstances. I mean, can you right now sell the business or give the business to your ch children or whatever and move on and do it right now? Or, or is it a process where you have to take a look at uh, a five-year plan to, you know, take steps slowly to move? But I believe, I firmly believe that everyone deserves to do what they love to do and what's, what their heart calls them to do at some point in their lives. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to pay some dues. You have to save enough money or you have to, like, you know, make make the plans. You have to have the right education or the great experience. You might have a lot of stuff you have to do before you can get to that place. But I think everybody needs to take a look at where is that place and, and uh, how, how can I get there? What's my extra strategy for what I'm doing now to move into what I want to do next? Yeah, and we talk a lot about that because without that vision, that passion, you won't move from, from point A to point B. Now, a lot of people, of course, are, are getting to the age where, especially in our audience, where they're saying, my obligations, I've, I've fulfilled my obligations, it's time for me time. And some yes. of them are seeing parents pass away, they're seeing friends get sick, they're seeing different issues and going, wow, uh, this is real, this is, this is not a drill, this is my life, I, I better get on with it. 
So what are some of the first steps towards uh, exploring and finding those passions for people? What do you counsel them to do? Well, you know, one of the most important things they need to do is, is listen to their heart before their head and then use their head to decide if that's real or possible or not. But if, if, you, if you really want to find out what you want the most, it's not a logical process. You can't use deductive reasoning. You can't look at a menu of what's available and say, it's not that, it's not that, it's got to be that. The only way you can ascertain the answer to the question, what do I want the most, is to go to the heart, the heart mind, the subconscious mind, where your emotions live, and ask yourself, what do I want the most, and listen for the answer. It's, a, it's an intuitive process. Uh, if, if what you wanted the most was logical, then everybody would want the same thing the most, because logic doesn't change. It's, it's a very emotional question. So you, you ask yourself, what do I want the most, and then you listen for the answer. You just wait sit receptive, listen to the answer. It's, it's called introspection or reflection or prayer. I mean, if, if you believe in a higher power, then you can ask for guidance from the higher power and the answer can come through you. You don't believe in a higher power, you, you can have the answer come from you. But in either case, it can't be a logical process. It's got to be an intuitive, emotional process. You ask, you sit, you wait receptive for the answers. And once you know what you want the most, then you can use the logical mind to decide how to get there, how to move toward there. And, and that's a process of programming the mind using what I like to call the four P's of programming. You have to imagine what you do want, positive, as if you've already got it, present tense, over and over and over and over again, practice or persistence or perseverance, and then most important, with a great passion. Because if thoughts are the steering wheel, you know, negative thoughts move you in a negative direction and positive thoughts move you in a positive direction, then emotions are the pedals. And fear is the brake and joy and love and happiness are the gas pedal. So it's an aim toward what you want the most. Imagine you already have it over and over again with great passion. And the best part is if you don't really feel the passion, just fake it till you make it because the subconscious can't tell the difference between real and imaginary. And once you pretend passion, then you tend to passion. Wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Now, now it's important sometimes for people to, you know, you, we've always heard don't just, don't just sit there, do something. Well, it's important also to don't just do something, sit there, is what you're saying. <laughs> so true. And find that quiet so place. True. And I'll tell you, one of my favorite places is at, at the Travassa out there in Hana and walk up to the <laughs> yeah. cross and back and just ex, it, the exquisite quiet and beauty that we're not used to, especially here in Southern California, is, is amazing. Yep. The quiet is deafening. Yep. I'll put it that way. That's so, so true. I grew up in Southern California, and moving here to Hana has just been an awesome experience. It, it's, it's, it smells good. It tastes good. It sounds good. It looks. It's just a, an amazing place to be. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So uh, how do people become better, faster, smarter, and happier? Well, um, the process involves learning to get into the alpha brainwave state. You could call it uh, self-hypnosis. You can call it meditation. You can call it neuro-linguistic programming. There's so many names for it. I have a book called Focused Passion that they can get on Amazon uh, that, that describes exactly how to do it and what to do once you're there. Um, I have free programs if they're interested. Uh, go to info at focusedpassion.com, and I'll send free audio programs, uh, podcast kind of programs. Um, I've got especially my great passion is the gentle overthrow of the school system. So I want to help children become great learners. So I've got programs on accelerated reading techniques and memory improvement and study techniques and test taking skills, all free. So if they go to info at focuspassion.com and set a, send a request for that, I'll send out these uh, free audio programs on all these accelerated learning techniques. That's info Which includes at, how to get into the alpha state. Okay, info, info at, at focus focus passion. passion. And okay. Focus with an EP, focusedpassion.com. Yeah. Very good. Okay, I was going to point that out. So, so uh, let's talk about your lifelong mission. What's your lifelong mission? 
Well, you know, I, I learned to read when I was two years old. I was a child prodigy, and by the time I went into first grade, I had 1,400 books. The teacher didn't know what to do with me, stuck me in the corner and said, you read while I teach them. And I decided at six years old to devote my life to the gentle overthrow of the school system. And that's been my life's work ever since. That's really why I work with CEOs, because they're the influencers. And, and uh, much as I love working with school teachers, they don't really have the power to change the school system. But, but CEOs do. So basically what I'm advocating is getting rid of school. School from the Greek word Aishka means to hold in place, to keep them going like a school of fish. They all swim the same way. And replace it with education. Education from the Latin educare means to draw forth, to bring it up, to cause it to grow. Where schools basically zip open brains, stuff in back, zip it back up, and vomit on Friday. It's all about memorization, which is a useless skill in today's world. We can Google it now. Education is about helping kids discover their own unique gifts, talents, and abilities and develop those. And then if a schooling process gives you as much alike as possible at the end of the educational experience, they're as much diverse as possible. It couldn't be more different. And the, the shift, the simple shift we have to make is to take the emphasis off of teaching children what to learn and put it onto teaching children how to learn. Because mm-hmm. we don't know what information is going to be essential in the year 2020, but we know they'll be able to Google it. Memorization has become a useless skill. It's the lowest form of intelligence. It takes so little intelligence to memorize something that a parrot can do it. So, so it, it, really what we, kids need to know is how to think, how to solve problems, how to make decisions, how to use their minds, not how to regurgitate data. So we really need to shift from school to education, and that's my great passion, um, helping to facilitate this transition uh, from a, a school system that is essentially the same as it's been since the late 1800s to a 21st century educational system where kids really learn how to learn. And how do you go about that? I mean, great ideas, well, great ideas. I applaud your ideas, and I'm, I'm right with you on it. How do, we go, how do you go about that? It's actually already happening in, in uh, private schools and in charter schools and in um, all kinds of uh, religious schools and international schools. The, the real challenge is in our public school system because with the, the emphasis on these standardized tests, which is really all about memorizing stuff, uh, school teachers are, are they're handcuffed. They, they, can't, they can't introduce anything new because they got you know, their, their evaluation is based on how well their kids are doing these tests. It's crazy. It's stupid. So what we really need to do to, to me, is, is overthrow the public school system by bringing more and more highly educated, exceptional learners into the public schools. The way public schools are currently constituted, they don't know how to deal with exceptional kids. I mean, you have 30 kids in a classroom and 25 of them read at regular speed and five of them read five times faster. What's the teacher going to do? They're going to put those five kids aside, and then the parents are going to be justifiably upset about that, pull them out of the public schools, put them into the private schools or the charter schools if they can afford it, and into the religious or private schools. And then, and then the numbers in the public schools are going to dwindle, and the government's going to go, this, this is horrible, we can't do this anymore. And they're going to have to realize that they need to change to compete with the private schools that are now teaching kids how to learn instead of what to learn. So it's a grassroots movement that has to start with, one by one with with parents realizing you know that this is not the, the right way to learn and let's t- let's get back to our business owners who are saying you know i i want to learn a new skill i want to learn a new topic i want to do something different i want to not retire but i want to rewire my life now are there is there a, a certain pointers that you could give someone who wants to learn something new today obviously memorization is not the key sure Actually, my friend Ken Blanchard, the, the guy that wrote The One Minute Managers, has a new book called Refire instead of Retire. That's kind of a cool concept, too. I like Rewire as well. Um, the, the, yeah, the, what, the most important key to learning is to be able to intake, process, and output information most effectively. So I've got a six-part 
study skills or learning skills technique that I introduce. It's in, it's in the Focus Passion book. Essentially, the first step you need to do in, in terms of learning something new is to get the mind thinking about that subject. Take your mind off of everything else and bring yourself to that. So it's sort of a scanning concept. It's, it's start thinking about the topic. If you're reading a book, look, look at each page for a few seconds. Get the key ideas that pop into your mind. Just, just like, like in real cold weather, you want to warm up the engine before you drive away, you know, sort of warming up the mind before you drive away, letting go of what you were thinking about and moving into thinking about this. The next step is, after warming up the brain, really, is to warm up the heart, is, is to get interested. If, if, if interest is there, evoke it. If it's not there, create it. And the way you create interest, by the way, if something's not inherently interesting to you, is to understand interest has really nothing to do with what you're doing. Interest comes from the past or the future. If you're interested in something because something happened once or more than once in the past to lead you to believe this is going to be great, it's going to feel good, or you're interested because you imagine by learning this now something great is going to happen. So if you don't have an interest in something, imagine that by learning this, something, some wonderful outcome will be there for you, and, and that will evoke the interest. The next step is to, to take in the information, to listen or read uh, for the duration of your attention span. There's, there's no sense in attempting to learn beyond the duration of your attention span. After your attention span is over, you know, which is many seconds or a few minutes, it's not, you know, it, it varies from individual to individual. It doesn't really matter how long your attention span is. The key is how rapid is your recovery rate. Because regardless of the duration of your attention span, if you if you space out for a few seconds, you come right back where you left off. If you space out for several minutes, you have to start all over again because the short-term memory doesn't last that long. So the key is not how long your attention span is, it's how rapidly you recover your next one. So you pay attention to something for seconds or minutes and then relax for a few seconds and then come back and then come back. Um, and then once you've taken in the, the information you want, the chapter you've read or the, the lesson you've listened to, uh, then what you do is you close your eyes and you take a deep breath and relax a bit and get the feeling. It's an emotional experience that you know that. Get the feeling like you got that. That's mine. I own that. It's, it's like process the information with a feeling of confidence. Like, that's mm -hmm. mine. I, I, I paid attention. I understood. I got that. And then finally... Uh, imagine yourself using the information. See, see yourself telling somebody about it or you're a student taking a test on it or uh, in the workplace utilizing it with employees. See, see yourself using the information. So when it comes time to remember it, it, it's already been remembered. The mind feels like I've remembered this already before. I know the route to take. I know the pathway to go to to get this information back to my consciousness. So it's sort of scan, then, then warm up the mind, and then, and then warm up the heart, and then take in the information, and then process it with confidence, and then uh, imagine using it. Imagine successfully remembering and utilizing the information. That's the real key to, to learning. That's fantastic, Stephen. It's, it's so such a delight to talk with you. I've learned so much from this, and I'm sure our listeners have. Now, do you have? Are, are you booked out for Vistage talks and business talks? for quite a while, or how would someone get in touch with you if they wanted to have you come talk to their group? Yeah, uh, essentially all of 2015 is already booked. I mean, I might be able to make space for one or two more, but pretty much I've got everything I need. I'm, I'm sort of semi-retired. I, I, I don't really need the money anymore. I just love the work. So, so uh, yeah, I've got about um, – I usually work like one week out of the month. I, I go out to the mainland for, for four or five business talks and then come back for a few weeks. Um, so there, you know, I have a lot of time off, but but there's always room for one or two more. And um, uh, and then 2016 is not booked yet, so there's always that that as well. Um, they can get a hold of me at info at focusedfashion.com, or if it's Vistage, can then get hold of me through Vistage. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, again, they can get the book Focused Fashion on Amazon, or I actually have a website called uh, focusedfashionthebook.com, where they can get it there as well. 
focuspassionthebook.com. So listeners, be sure and look that up. Uh, great information and a tremendous, tremendous asset for you to learn about getting passionate, meeting uh, focus and passion, creating mindfulness and and uh, really taking charge of, of this next phase of your next life. So, Stephen, thanks very much for joining us. Real pleasure, and uh, I look forward to the next time we speak. Great. My real pleasure. Aloha from Maui. Aloha. We'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned and, uh, and hang on there with us. We'll be back with another guest. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 